Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for listening to the Finding Your Heart podcast. We are back. I know you all have been waiting for the next Sister Girl interview. And I'm so excited about our guest uh, for this particular podcast. You know, here at Finding Your Heart, we're all about uplifting um, sisters and supporting. And, you know, this time I invited Cynthia B. Little. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> she is an evangelist. She is uh, my spiritual mentor. She has worked in ministry for several years and just retired in education. But I have her on this podcast because she um, was one of the people that I have known just uh, in my younger age to start an organization. The organization is Sisters Lifting Up Sisters Higher and just have been successful throughout the years with building relationships and touching and changing um, women and men's lives. Oh my gosh, for generations. So you know how I feel about uplifting sisters. You know how we feel about that here at Find Your Heart. So I'm just honored to have you on. Would you mind just greeting the people before we get started in the interview? Well, hi, sister girls. <laughs> it is good to be here with you, Rhonda. I am excited. I am uh, uh, a little nervous, but I'm excited about it because you are an awesome woman of God. And thank you, sister girls, for having me and for being able to be a part of your lives on today. I am blessed. Woohoo! I'm blessed too. So, y'all, let's get into it because I know some stories and she knows <laughs> how to deal with people and how to deal with relationships with the help of the Lord. And you know what? It's just time for us to receive. Okay. So, uh, Evangelist Little, you have founded Sisters Lifting Up Sisters when? Do you remember when you founded Sisters Lifting Up Sisters Higher? Founded it in 2000 and three okay but did not uh register it until 2012 okay awesome wow so in uh starting sisters lifting up sisters and i know i didn't ask you this question but i feel like you answered what was your main uh purpose of starting that organization uh main purpose was to touch uh people's lives uh, mainly women because of my experience and the things that I had been through. And I just wanted to reach out and I asked God one day to help me to feel the heart of women. Mm-hmm. He did. And I says, okay, take that back. Just let me help him. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he has been doing it, but I have a heart of a woman because I am one. That's awesome. So I know throughout the years you have um, probably had multiple people helping you, working with you. And so I know sometimes when you have a vision, it's great and you need assistance and you need help. So can you give us any tips for the ladies out here who have something they want to do and they want to build relationships with other people to help them carry out their vision? What um, you know things did you do? to just know that someone needed to be working with you? What things do you look for to, to help cultivate the relationship or work working relationship? I know that was probably um, three questions, but hopefully you can that, That's that. okay. That's okay. <laughs> we, get, we got it. Um, one thing that I have to start off with is that 
if you want people to be serious with you, you have to be serious with them. Mm -hmm. And you can't uh, be joking around and want, want things done because people will not take you serious. So my first thing is I am a serious-minded person, even though I do like to have fun. So when I look for people that to work with, I have to have people that can see the vision that the Lord has given me. Uh, and if they can't see it, just to be willing to push what they know God is working in me. So I guess the first thing is they got to believe in me. They got to believe mm -hmm. that I'm saved, that I uh, hear from God and I've got to trust what God says to me. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to have people around me that will trust that God is speaking to me and move accordingly, whether they see it or not. And so the team that I started off with was through prayer. Mm -hmm. And the Lord uh, just kept giving me the names of people. And number one was you because you was the, you <laughs> was the uh, pusher. You was the one that got me started with the conferences mm -hmm. just by one simple thing that you said to me and like a light bulb just went off. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, I wanted to do conferences. And you said, well, then just get your date. Now, I'm thinking why I did not come up with that myself. And a light just went off. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And from that, we got started. So we chose people that could push the vision in the areas that we needed uh, them to work in. I could not just uh, choose friends. Mm -hmm. And I do have a lot of friends that kind of dropped off with me because I didn't choose them. Mm -hmm. But I needed people in their giftedness and to push the vision that the Lord had given me because it's actually not nothing that they started. It's all about what God has given me. So I had to have people that was not jealous, mm -hmm. uh, that could uh, see what God was doing and people that was honest, uh, that was willing to go the extra mile and to uh, just have, have fun while we're blessing and um, reaching out to other people. That's and I do thank God for the team that we have. Even now, we, we have changed a few members because of people's elevation and the things that God is doing. But we chose, again, people that could push the vision. That's good. Can you talk a little bit about when you have these teams? or Because you've worked with groups of people even beyond slush, you know, with, in church, in your professional career, just you've always worked with people. Uh, you know, can you talk a bit about how to deal with uh, dynamics in groups, like working towards a common goal, whether it's a conference or whether it's a project, project, do you have any tips you could give us when there's such odd dynamics in groups and people maybe getting along <laughs> or carrying out their responsibilities as a leader. What is some things that you can share with us that we could put in place to deal with even those type of uh, situations? And you know, from experience that we have all types yes. on the board for slush. We yes. have, we have from one end of the spectrum to the other yes. but they are working they they do what they need to do and and first of all we we have to um consider that even what the lord gives you he gives you people to work with you to be able to uh build on mm -hmm. and so you got to be willing to to allow them to build on what you're doing so uh, dealing with these type of people, you, you, first of all, you got to know where you're going. You got to, you got to know your vision. And then 
to have a meeting, you got to know what you want to convey to them and in the spirit that you want to convey it because you want them to have the same type of spirit in the conference. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, from personal experiences, we had to deal with certain spirits when the conference come around, but you know, I'm a point blank person. Mm-hmm. We're going to deal with it because I've got to move on. I'm a person that does not uh, spend a lot of time on the problem. Mm-hmm. I've got to move to the solution. Because we can spend a decade on the problem and still accomplish nothing. So my next thing is I got to move to the solution. So when people have attitudes, I got to deal with what I need to do right now. I'll come back to you later at, at the appointed time, at the right time, <laughs> in the right setting. But right now is not the time because we have a group of people we don't want to convey all of those spirits, bring all those spirits together because the atmosphere has to be a free atmosphere. So we deal with issues that need to be dealt with at hand. Mm-hmm. When we are having meetings, uh, we have to cur- curtail some of the stuff that people are doing because they can get four out there. They can get off the agenda. You have to pull them back in, uh, even though you, you have a little fun with them. But then you've you got to establish a perimeter as to how far they can go. Mm-hmm. And so once they learn you and know you or you get people that know you, they know when they're pushing the button. They know when they're going too far. And then they can still love you. But you, everything you have to do in a spirit of, of love mm-hmm. and meekness because you, you want to be able to uh, get the vision. And the main point is the vision. The main point is the vision. Uh, you have to bring people's minds in. You have to, sometimes you have to stop the meeting and have prayer mm-hmm. uh, because they may be feeling some kind of way that the meeting can't go on or you may address an issue. But you do everything because you you see the vision, you see the people, you want to help them while they are helping you help others. So we can't be sisters lifting up sisters higher if I don't have time for the board members to uh, lift them up when they need to be lifted. So I've had to pull out some holes. I had to do some corrections. I had to do some uh, looking looking at real hard and <laughs> yes. uh, raising my hand, I'm pointing my finger or anything, but whatever you do, you focus on the vision of it. Yes, that's good. I love that you say you focus on the vision and bring people in. Do, would you take the same approach as far as being direct and kind of redirecting people in professional settings outside of slush, like when you were in uh, group settings at school, do you did you take that same approach? No, they will probably they will probably say yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I try to be the same wherever I go, uh, so that people won't have to second guess who I am. And so I, uh, whatever my work ethic is in church, it was at school. It is in the uh, jurisdiction as far as 100 churches, women's department that I work in. It is in places that I go to speak and whatever. I try to be, uh, I, I'm a very fun person, but I'm a very, mm, I guess, a direct person. And I know when to have fun. Then I know when to shift back into of the serious part of what we're doing so that we actually can accomplish what we started out to do. When I put my signature on anything and it's going to be Cynthia B. Little, mm-hmm. it's got to be in order. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be a mistake on it. It's okay. 
but the gist of it, the spirit of it must be in order. Yes, that's good. I love it. That's really good. I'm learning a lot. I hope y'all are too. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. Now, you have an ability. I've seen that you have an ability sometimes to literally get or God gives you exactly what you need and over and beyond. Oh, my. At the 12th hour. Uh, But also, I think that you have a... Even with being direct with people, you have a ability where we, to make relationships with people outside of <laughs> slush that people don't mind helping you and giving you things. <laughs> Most people, I would say, you know, and I, you know, we know it's God, but I also have just observed just your character, how you say you're the same everywhere you go, but. What can you say to others who are who need to build relationships like that? I mean, you all, we've been preparing for slush meetings and two days before, <laughs> thousands upon dollars or the resource like coming. We knew it was God, but those people knew you, you know? So um, what would be some points you could give us about building relationships so that that relationship can one day return and bless you? Well, let me start with my my upbringing. My upbringing was your word is your bond. Yeah. And so that means that if you say something, you're responsible for uh, carrying out whatever you say or whatever you want to do. And the children at school when I was working knew that one thing Miss Little did not do was lie to you. If I can't accomplish something, I'll call you and let you know. I'm not going to leave you hanging and you sitting around waiting on something that I said I'm going to do and it does not get done. I have enough integrity to call you and say I cannot do it or I will not be there. Or if I if I tell the children I'm going to write you up, they just knew they were going to get written up. It's just simple as it's that. But just being honest, just being truthful, uh, people appreciate and they know where you are, who you are. And so being able to build relationships is, and at the same time, they know that I'm a down-to-earth person that they can come to and talk to me with anything. And my my thing is, is that they're not going to hear it again from somebody else because mm-hmm. if I gave, if I told you a secret of mine, which I don't do too much mm-hmm. of, I want you to be able to keep that and not say to another person, don't tell it. Uh, but you know this, that, and the other. Well, that other person got the same type of person in their life, and before long, it's going to come back to me because I'm going to be the person. (laughs) They're going to say, don't tell it. Well, then that's my secret you're telling me. So I try to be uh, have integrity and honesty, and with that, the Lord has blessed uh, the relationship that I have with people. Now, he blows my mind with this relationship because, as you said, hundreds and thousands of dollars. I don't have a church. I'm not a pastor. I don't have a congregation. Mm-hmm. And the Lord for eight years has blessed the conference to where I, we first started off the first conference with a building that I did not have to pay for. We had access to about four or five classrooms. We had, matter of fact, we had access to the, the whole, whole building. building. Yeah. Didn't pay a dime my first conference and the Lord just showed me from that, that, okay, I got you. I'm with you from that. He has t- 
touch pastors and first ladies and uh, churches and congregations together because they know me and to send money, to pay tickets, however much we uh, charge them, they're willing to pay it. They're willing not only to pay for the tickets and then some of them still give a donation. They are sponsors. Some have been sponsors for eight years. I have one person that have sponsored me for eight years at $500 for seven years. And this year, because I did not press, we're going virtual. She did half. But if I had needed all, she would have done all. So God has blessed people to sponsor me, to just pull out their pockets. My pastor has pushed me in this. He, he donates every year. He won't let me do without and tells me whatever I need from the church at the church. I work on the machines, the copiers, and I do my own programs and have produced that for years because simply I have access to, to things that I don't have to pay for. <laughs> and so the Lord has blessed. I have people that advertise me on their truck mm. that I do not pay for the advertisement. I have pastors that are sending their whole congregation from yeah. Maryland uh, just to be in a conference, a busload of women, 29 to 30 women from one church to be in a conference, uh, 15 and 20 from another church. Yeah. Another is paying for their latest to come. They pay for the price and bring them in. I have people that donate uh, all kinds of things, equipments, their time. Uh, this year, oh my God, look, the Lord just blew my mind. <laughs> Had a call and someone wanted to sp sponsor Slush because we're going virtual. They bought every piece of equipment oh my God. that I needed. Now I'm telling you, when I say every piece of equipment to a professional uh, high price camera, uh, yeah, cam court, camera, whatever you want to call it, yes. professional to the lighting, to the uh, uh, to the IMAX and to uh, the programs, these high price programs. And the Lord blessed their life, touched them to call me and tell me I'm giving you a budget and I want it done this year. And I want to I want to know that it's done in a few weeks. And when, when they told me that, I started on that that day. I didn't procrastinate because I didn't want to lose my blessing. And when two weeks was up, they had all the information they needed, the price of everything. They cut me a check, sent it in the mail. Thousands, thousands. I've never had a check that big. <laughs> well, let me go back. Written to slush. Let me go back for that. I've never had a check written to slush that big. So God has blessed us. He's just brought people from all over North Carolina. And someone uh, clicked on my website, Rhonda, from, from uh, who was that, from uh, Finland. Oh, wow. <laughs> and people have clicked on from Germany. And people have clicked on from other parts of the United States just to see what God is doing. My goodness. Let's just backtrack. Let's just backtrack <laughs> because... I just want y'all to hear, if you didn't hear, some of the things I just got from all of that. Um, she's To me, the basics are the basics. Being a person of your word, um, being prayerful, and doing what you say you're going to do when you do it. You know, by helping other people. Did y'all hear all these blessings upon blessings upon blessings? How about stepping out, right? Like, you stepped out and... People were waiting. 
waiting in the wind to bless you and what God had put inside of you for other people. So could it be y'all that you don't have what you need because you ain't stepped out yet? Come on, sisters, let's step on out. You guys, Evangelist Little is going to be back for part two because I want you to hear uh, some more of her wisdom and you've got to get the information that you need for the Slush Conference. So make sure you come back, check out part two. You're going to be blessed. Love you and thank you for listening.